They're teaching kids how to be literate in pornography in Idaho while those same students are on TikTok watching a guy tell us how it's day 141 of being a girl. The vice president thinks she understands what secure border means and the president wildly out of touch with the American people. All of that to come on today's podcast. Welcome into the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters podcast, your source for conservative commentary on the news and events happening here in South Carolina and across the country. I'm Justin Hall alongside Dave Wilson. Dave, plenty to get to. We have a lot of things to cover today. When we start talking about things like porn literacy, yes, those words just do not mix for me because I sit here and as, as we go over today, the story that you're getting ready to hear about your ears are probably going to melt, bleed, bleed, uh, because there are so many places where you are watching the reality of what Planned Parenthood is doing. It's not only happening when it comes to abortion, but they are driving that industry, driving the commercial sex industry in America Let's get into it. We have a lot of clips to get to. This one is coming from our friends over at Libs of TikTok. If you can count on anybody to give you the underground news of what's going on. And and again, I want to make sure we understand what Libs of TikTok, the account, does. This woman who runs the account, all she does is she gets on TikTok and she sees videos that leftists put out and then just reshares them. She's not editing them. changing anything this is what's happening and so here is what's being done in idaho when it comes to children in school and pornography one of these things just doesn't belong here we can promote a shame-free educational space by letting young people know that it's okay if they are curious it's okay if they have watched porn and it's okay if they have thought about porn i always make sure to say someone being curious about sex and or porn does not make them a bad person it makes them human It's so important we normalize that this is a natural human experience. And I also want to point, uh, make a point to share that not wanting to watch porn is also completely fine. There is no judgment and shame for not being curious. That's okay too. And we want to create environments in the classroom where students don't shame each other. So as an educator, my job is to provide information about sexual health and have students critically think by exploring all sides of an issue. Critical thinking skills are the largest component of porn literacy. It's the ability for young people to analyze and ask questions about the media that they're viewing. Critical thinking skills allow young people to understand the intention behind pornography. So much of sex education is reflecting on our values and beliefs in relation to a topic, and porn literacy is no exception. For facilitators, it's first important for them to reflect on their reasons for wanting to teach porn literacy. Do they want to teach porn literacy because they believe watching porn and by extension sex work is inherently bad and they want to stop young people from accessing it? That's unfortunately not going to lead to good conversations because it's pushing one agenda, that porn is bad. Push the agenda that sex work is a damning industry that is ruining lives, that pornography is the fastest growing on-ramp to the commercial sex industry that is ruining lives. The the interesting thing here, Justin, when I listen to this, and this just gets me fired up, is there is nothing wrong with a, they're right, there's nothing wrong with a level of curiosity about sexuality. God created us as sexual beings. 
that's the reality of how he created us. But when you talk about that, that, oh, but if you're not curious about porn, well, that's okay, too. Really? It's the normalization. I, I think it's important. The woman in the upper left... Well, I'm assuming her gender now. I apologize. The woman in the upper left you says... Sorry. The woman in the upper left says it's important to normalize pornography. So, if it's important to normalize something... Right. Wouldn't that make it... Abnormal? abnormal to, to begin, begin with. with. I'm just right. asking the question. Doesn't it make it abnormal to begin with? Uh, the woman on the bottom of the screen... Again, sorry. I'm assuming... The woman at the bottom, yes. the woman in the top right, we'll get to her organization in a second. The woman on the bottom said that uh, it's important to analyze and ask questions about the intentions of pornography. Making money. That's the intention of pornography. It's actually exploiting your basest desires and using money. that to make money all the while ruining the lives of those that are engaging in the making of the material as well as the people consuming it. Right. The the infiltration of pornography and the and and the just explosion of pornography has ruined generations of men and women. It is a rampant problem and that's why you see countries across the world cutting off access to certain pornographic websites because they're tired of what it's doing to their country. But this is about children. And again, I want to make the I want to make the point that everything I say on here is not from a place of hating anyone. But the moment you cross the line and start going after children, that's when I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I'm a Christian. I love you, but I'm going to defeat it because it's evil. And I will stand in the way of evil pervasiveness entering into children's lives. This is happening in Idaho, folks. And the Idaho Freedom Foundation wrote a great piece on this that the Department of Health and Welfare, Welfare are now implementing this sexual curriculum. Specifically, the upper right corner of the video that we just showed you, you saw the letters ETR. ETR stands for Education, Training, and Research. That is a nonprofit group whose curriculum is developed and endorsed by Planned, Planned Parenthood. Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. They're now moving away, by the way, from the abortion stuff because the tide is going to begin to turn on that very quickly. And now they're going into gender-affirming care, uh, gender-affirming surgeries, gender transitioning, hormone therapy, and now, of course, teaching your kids it's okay to look at porn. Well, there's a place where we're going to be hearing a little bit more about this because Allie Beth Stuckey, as we've talked about before, is coming to South Carolina for our Gear Up conference that's going to be happening October 15th at the Doubletree here in Columbia. If you have not gotten your tickets yet, there will be a link in there for you to be able to get your tickets do so now if you use the code promo code Alibet. You are promo code Ali. You only have today. That's it. Today is the last day to use promo code Ali. A L L I E. Get twenty five dollars off your ticket. You need to get that now. That promo code is ending today. So you want to make sure you do that. Go ahead, Dave. But she did have a few weeks ago um, a, a, a great interview with Monica Klein. It's uh, entitled "How Sex Ed Convinces Kids to Have Sex." Klein is on there, and it's a lengthy piece. We'll provide a link to that as well because you need to watch this because it. Monica Klein was a Planned Parenthood educator. She thought she was in there to do the right thing. Um, and, and in doing so, she began to realize that what she was doing was introducing kids into a world of sexuality that they were not prepared for. Right. These devices that we walk around with right now these devices have greater level of access to pornography so easily than has ever been before at any point in time. And when we begin to look at how we are sexualizing our children, 
how we are introducing it to them. When we talk about pornography in books, some people are like it's just you know it was just drawings in those children's books that we saw in the in the library in Spartanburg with Senator Josh Kimbrell. It is step by step by step infiltrating into our libraries, our schools, the curriculum that's being taught. When you start having to address the fact of well, what's the intention of the pornography? We all know the intention of pornography. But you do need to listen to the interview with Monica Klein because you will hear how she breaks down how she began to realize and the, the story of, of the 14-year-old girl who realized she didn't have to have sex, how that was so liberating for her because all she was being taught was how to have safe sex and never being told, you don't, you have, don't to. have to do this. Yeah. And that's what a novel concept to give a 14-year-old girl. Maybe, just never mind, I'm going to stop there. Maybe, just maybe, never mind. Um, ETR, Education, Training, and Research, that's the group. So from henceforth and forevermore, they'll be known as ETR on this program. They have a reducing the risk curriculum. This comes from the Idaho Freedom Foundation uh, that promises to teach abstinence, but instead they deliver a variety of approaches, including an LGBTQ-inclusive curriculum that queers education with an emphasis on gender identity, sexual orientation, and behavior. ETR also advocates, here we go, for teaching elementary students, kindergarten through fifth grade, teaching them about porn literacy. What is porn literacy? Here we go. Involves mm-hmm. instruction on, and Why again, again, if, again, here's your, sur- <laughs> you have five seconds. If someone's in the car with you and they're too young to hear this. Well, we'll hold for just a moment. All right. Are we good? Yeah, I think we You see my mouth moving. Okay. Okay. Um, This porn literacy involves instruction on, quote, kink and power, pleasure, sexual identity, sexual acts, and sexual exploration in relation to pornography. Pornography consumption is a required topic in sex education for ETR. Wait, in elementary school? Mm Mm-hmm. Pornography. Introducing graphic okay. sexual content into elementary schools creates open minds and prepares students for sexual activity. I, I do not I, have children, <laughs> but I swear to you, if anyone were to ever come up to me and tell me that my second grade child, boy or girl, needs to have their mind open and prepared for sexual activity, I'm punching you in the throat. Because that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, and I would do it in love. Um, In an ETR-sponsored training titled Porn Literacy and Sex Ed, Sarah Diamond, the Associate Director of Prevention and Education at the University of San Diego, hopes sex educators avoid stigmatizing porn as bad, but rather help students reflect on their own values about pornography. What does that mean? Um, And she also recommends activities wherein students defend ideas, like pornography can be a good way to learn about sex, even if the student disagrees. Hold on. One more. One more. About to go off. Another sex education facilitator. This is a job. You get paid to do this, apparently. Jess Melendez, Adolescent Programs Health Educator at San Ysidro Health Teen Clinic. Yeah, I'm sure they're promoting good teen health. Asserts in a training video that porn literacy should start in elementary schools with intimate safety conversations. Again, I swear to you. Talk to my second grader about intimate... Uh, what's, what's the term? Intimate, Intimate safe. safe conversations about sex. And I'm punching you in the throat. In love. In middle school, students should be able to, quote, identify sexually explicit media and pornography. I'm going to let you in a little secret. The middle schoolers already know what that looks like. They don't need you teaching it to them in class. 
high schoolers should be schooled in finding out, quote, how can porn that depicts racism be harmful to the viewer? Now, really quick, Dave, before we get to you, I just want to make this point. I've had several conversations. I've seen several conversations about um, yeah, they're, they're, the whole controversy with Peppa Pig introducing two lesbian characters on their show. Peppa Pig is a show for kids. Um, I have relatives who took their small children to Peppa Pig World in Florida. They had a great time. They love Peppa, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig World in Florida. There's, it, Pe it's new. It's called Peppa Pig World. And I you can go on holiday at Peppa Pig World. It's great. Oh, my God. The point okay. is... Uh, that's a, that's a shout out to place? my niece and nephew. Okay. Uh, it is its own place. There are rides and I'd rather go to Lego World, but that's another story. Well, I would too, but I'm yes. I'm not a Peppa Pig fan. I'm too old for Peppa Pig. The point is, people are saying, "Well, that's uh, Christians. Well, that's that's okay. I don't really see a problem with that." See, what we're doing is we've seeded the ground. We have seeded the ground so much that, folks, I can't express this to you any more clearly than I can. And this is not a boogeyman. This is not me sending up a flare to try to get your attention. I just read it to you. They're coming after your children. They are going to do everything they can to warp your child's mind and bend it to the sexual deviancy of leftist liberal ideology that says everything is okay and nothing is bad. The simple fact is the effort you make to make porn good shows that porn is bad. If it weren't, you wouldn't have to have whole training courses on why it's good. And you certainly wouldn't have to do it with children. It's ridiculous. We're at a place right now where if you begin to look at the broad picture of what's going on, pornography is an on-ramp to draw people into the commercial sex industry. We were reviewing some stats. This is a major piece of focus that we're going to be having at Palmetto Family this coming year about how do you reduce access to porn, the impact of porn, what it does in the lives of people. Because it ends up driving people towards sexual activity and deviant sexual activity that eventually can open itself up to other activities that go on, including things like prostitution commercial sex, paying people for those activities. And when you get into that, Justin, then you're moving into this place where you have the commercial side of this, where the person who is the quote-unquote prostitute is a product that is used and reused over and over and over again. If you want to hear more about what is going on in that industry, we have a phenomenal podcast we did several weeks ago with Lisa Kerr and Bob Healy. Lighthouse for Life and the work that's being done by the Legislative Roundtable to address issues of human trafficking in South Carolina. Because human trafficking is the driving engine, the logistical engine that goes behind the commercial sex industry. Where women, children, are being used and reused over and over and over again with buyers and sellers who are trading cash and making money for the ability to use a person for sexual purposes. Mm -hmm. This is simply being magnified by the pornography industry that's driving people to this kind of behavior. And when you turn around, Justin, and you say, I want my elementary school students to learn about kink, pleasure, sexual identity, sexual acts, and sexual exploration, I would like them to understand and learn about letters, numbers, 
uh, simple things like subject verb agreement or how to just interact with each other how, the like simple, how to how to how, how to, to have act, a friend right because these are the places that we are disconnecting people from a god created beautiful thing in in sexuality that is now being totally perverted and perverted to this place where we're we're 84 again it's like George Orwell. It's everything that we say we are, we're, we're something different. We're going to talk about this a little bit further when we talk about yeah. the inflation reduction. Impres- in, in, something. In it's something to be celebrated. I don't know. I don't know the, exactly The Inflation what it is. Celebration Act. But it's also driving people, driving yes. our children to this place of, well, maybe I'm not who God created me to be. And so the then they get, this, they get this confusion thing. Which is a prime example. The, we see this over and over again. Yeah. Prime example. It's the ultimate denial of the, of the Imago Day, and, and we've spent a lot of time on this. These next couple will hit pretty quickly, hopefully. Uh, or two million people pouring across the southern border. This border crisis. Really? We've talked. We've talked with Congressman Ralph Norman about this on this podcast on multiple occasions. The issues on the southern border that lead to rising crime rates, organized crime, the drug trade, human trafficking. All of that is happening across the border. Uh, This past Sunday, the venerable Vice President of the United States, Kamala Kamala, doesn't matter, uh, was on with Chuck Todd of Meet the Press. Now, if it's Sunday, it's Meet the Press. Uh, Meet the Press hasn't been good since Tim Russert. Um, The point is, this is about as media-friendly as you can have. By the way, do you know that the former press secretary for the White House, do you know where she's working now? Where is she working? NBC. Really? So it's the same job. Jen? It's the same job. It's the <laughs> same task. It's just under a different banner. How do, how do I turn around and spin this? It's like if it, 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 it's like how when... How did she get a job at NBC? She already did. She was working for the White House. Oh, okay. She basically just changed her key card. Uh, so she now has to wear an it says MB, It says NBC, NBC Universal, oh, yeah. and it has a picture of her, and it's Jennifer Saki. Um, the point is, hey, Jen, I miss you. You're better than the one we got now. Anyway, the point is, you, you can lie better. The point is, <laughs> hey, I'm hey, sorry. We've, got, we've got Kaylee McEnany's book here. She lies better, too. All press secretaries lie. They just give you Fudge the numbers. Spin, sorry. They don't lie. They spin. spin. Except for this one, she lies. Anyway, the okay. point is, yes. very media-friendly environment, and Chuck Todd actually pressed Kamala. This is not the first time this has happened on NBC. Remember, Lester Holt did the same thing. So I don't, I don't foresee NBC getting very many exclusives much longer. Not much longer, man. Chuck Todd asks the vice president about the is the situation on the southern border, and listen to this answer. It will, well, it would astound you unless you've listened to Kamala Harris even one time in your life. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship for the millions of people who are here and are prepared to do what is legally required to gain citizenship. Um. There are two million people crossing the border, Madam Vice President, this year. This year. Is the border secure? Well, we have a secure border 
in that it's a priority. Honey, I want you to know at home we have clean dishes and that it's a priority for me to wash the dishes. But are they still in the sink It's right a now? priority for me to wash the dishes, but therefore if, they're clean. But if your wife walks in the room and there's still dishes that are sitting on it's the counter. It's a priority for me to clean them. Therefore but are they, they clean dishes? It's a priority for me to, to clean them. That's it's, a, it's a priority for me that we have clean dishes. Does, does Chuck dive any further with a follow-up question? I don't think so. I haven't seen a press. That's the hardest question. That, I haven't that, seen a press. The, uh, no. On meet the press. The point I'll give you, uh, by the way, here on your screen, you are seeing before you uh, several migrants now outside of the residency of the vice president Texas this is governor, a naval observatory in Washington, yeah, D.C. Texas Governor Greg Abbott Give it to Texas drops governor elbows Abbott. like it's nobody's business. He dropped off a busload of migrants outside of the Naval Observatory where the vice president resides. Oh, the border's secure? Here you go. This, according to Griff Jenkins, one person he interviewed here said that he believes, quote, the U.S. border is open. You think maybe? Not closed. What I'll tell you about this administration, and it goes to the to the final point we have here today on our Friday edition, and we thank you so much for watching the Fastest Growing Conservative Podcast in the state of South Carolina because I'm very close to deeming us now the Fastest Growing Conservative Podcast east of the Mississippi River because in the month of September, it is September 16th today, we have now surpassed our record high for downloads and listens in a month. And we still have half of a month left to go. So I want to thank you for your support and all that you're doing to share this podcast yeah, with your friends. That's the important part because you have found what we are doing here valuable. And we appreciate that. And you are sharing that with other people. And you are letting other people know that this information is here and available. Because we do want you to know what the issues are, why they matter, what's the biblical worldview on that, and most importantly, what you can do about these issues that are out there. You need to know about pornography being taught in your schools. When we talk about comprehensive sex education, we're trying to introduce your elementary school kids to porn. You have to be watching for that in American society today. Whoever would have thought that these things would have been going on? And, and it becomes the normalization of pornography and abhorrent sexuality yep. into our society. If you don't think that has some sort of eroding effect, think again. Take a look at some prime ministers in some Norwegian countries. Um, the biblical worldview side of this, I think it's important that you always stand for truth. What is true? What are your eyes telling you? Because if you missed it a couple of days ago, the Biden administration on the East Lawn, was it the East Lawn? It was. It was the one bathed that you can see sunshine. very well. Yes. Bathed in sunshine president had a campaign style event on the on the lawn and again you're the president yeah, a lot of people there I you're mean, the president a, a party you're the president the previous one had parties too yeah it's fine that's what my tax money goes to these days my tax money goes to ukraine and you throwing parties it's cool the point is yes you're celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act. And again, I want to make sure real quick, I don't want to skirt by that point. I do believe that Ukraine has the right to defend themselves against Russia, and I root for their victory. The point is, we have an inflation rate that continues to ascend. And, um, and a lot of that you're feeling at the grocery store. Grocery you're not feeling store. it at the pump anymore the pump, as much. The, the, the reason inflation numbers seem to be leveling off somewhat is because price of gas has begun to decrease, but it's also because 
we've now tapped into the strategic oil reserves in America now. Which we're now trying to buy oil from other countries to then replace. Because we don't make our own. Remember, four years ago, energy independence was a big issue. Uh, we're no longer there. We're not producing the oil that we need and use on a regular basis. And so with that, we've now tapped into the strategic oil reserves, which has kind of done this little bump. But we've also had a reduction. How many times have you just made a decision? Oh, I'm not going to take the vacation right now. Or I'm going to figure out how I can consolidate my number of trips. I'm, I'm well, no, not it's, gonna go it's as simple as do I put a full tank of gas in or a half a tank of gas? Right. I mean, that's really, that is a very common thought process in my life. Yeah, because well, a simple thing, one of my sons playing baseball this past year, just to be able to drive from our home here in the Midlands to Spartanburg and back, was a hundred dollar trip just to be able to get to a baseball game and come home. That does not count the food that you eat. I let him pay for the food. Fair. Okay. Fair. So wait, fair food? Fair, fair and food. food. Fair food's coming. Oh, it's um, coming. That's so all another topic. The the Biden administration has a little party. They trot out James Taylor. I love James hey listen, listen, James Taylor's music's great. But but kind you're also of talking about seeing fire and seeing it's rain. It's kind of weird that he's saying fire and rain about suicide. Strange. Um, I've seen lonely days when I could not find a friend. <laughs> weird, weird vibe. <laughs> this is what Joe Biden is choosing for his party. Then his, then, his, then, his, then his wife comes up there and they sing a song that they sang as a lullaby to their kids. Again, very strange. Second gentleman, Doug Imhoff, just looked like I have no idea who this guy is. Did he have a mask on? At the no, time? no one had a mask on yesterday. Oh, really? Okay. Pandemic's over until we need it back. Uh, the point is, you need to cover your facial hair. Correct. There you uh, go. Speaking of cover, never mind. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi come out next, and uh, they delivered their applause lines. They didn't get applause. They also make the <laughs> mask. They actually called. She calls for an applause. She line. says that's an applause line, uh, and people clap. Right, that reminiscent of the Jeb Bush. Please clap. Um, they tout the inflation. Hold on, let me read it. Yes. The Inflation Reduction Act. Since its passage a month ago, guess what inflation has done? It started to tick up. It, it hasn't reduced. Up. No, it hasn't. It hasn't reduced. It's but it's but uh, according to Nancy yeah. Pelosi, it's been gloriously named the Inflation Reduction. Act. Well, it's been gloriously named because it's actually the first time maybe that it's. Well, yet again, it's 84 all over again with George Orwell because everything we say is just the opposite of what it actually is. Right. You, poll numbers just came out recently. This is uh, a Harris poll. Harris poll, brand new, after Biden's speech. Remember the... I talked to you about this. You're no, the enemy. Come on, man. Yeah. Enemy. So, most... 53% of people believed that it was going to create an immediately immediate increase on inflation because they're going to pump a trillion dollars into the economy. Keep in mind, we keep pumping money into the economy, pumping money into the economy. That balloon keeps going, getting larger and larger and larger. Eventually, it'll pop. It pops, and it pops with a with a high interest rate and massive right. recession. So now you're seeing interest rates; they're no longer creeping up; they're jumping and skipping up. The ironic part of all of this is what was happening. Well, they're partying on Pennsylvania Avenue, what was happening on Wall Street, because the stock market took a tumble. If you're a Republican running for office right now, you have to grab that screen grab, and you have to run with it. You do, because you began to see very quickly how the markets were reacting to the things that right. were going on. I mean, it was a hard, hard back-to-back -back hit on, that's your money, that's right. your retirement, that's the money that you have in the bank right now, and the value of that dollar going down. 
They, and they keep touting that wages are going up. And while I'll agree with you that wages are being earned by people, wages are not outpacing inflation. Inflation right. is outpacing wages. So you could earn a pay increase. But the simple fact is you're paying more for food. You're not paying as much as you were for gas. You're still paying a lot. But you're paying more for your energy to heat and cool your home. I mean, here in South Carolina, we're still, we'll be cooling our homes in December. But the point is, is, is you're paying more. I mean, my light bill... My electric bill is up probably about 25 or 30 bucks. Uh, and you know, like 25 or 30 bucks, that's sizable. But but you, here's the biggest hit. The biggest hit has been at the grocery store. Oh, because no question. Grocery, because your grocery bill has gone up anywhere from 13 to 15% on average in America. South Carolina is no different on that. Let me tell you, we I there are some nights where you're like, oh, man, we don't have what we need for one meal. Let me go out and buy the stuff I need for the one meal. Y'all went out to buy food. Uh, products for one meal for a family of two debt no kids $55 I would spend less money we talked about this I would spend less money just going out to eat well that's true I mean okay so think about this let's let's just rewind the clock five ten years and you were to say hey listen let's go out to lunch mm-hmm you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go to lunch. I'm going to spend somewhere between 8 and $12. Per person. Yep. Maybe per person now. The average lunch bill is pushing more towards 20 to $25 per person. Just for the same food. We went out to lunch yesterday. Prime example. We go out to lunch yesterday. Go to a simple Mexican restaurant. We don't order anything fancy. It's just it's off the lunch menu, actually. the lunch menu. Lunch special. 30 bucks for two people to eat lunch. It's 15 before a t- before a tip, you throw a tip in there, and you're looking more like it's it's 17 bucks a person. The, this administration is wildly out of touch with the problems that actually persist in American in American homes because the people in the administration they don't feel the crunch of I have to buy groceries this week. This is something that matters to me. Uh, the journalists who cover the White House don't have to worry about I have to buy the groceries this week. It's a major issue for me. The president doesn't have to worry about it. The point is, they're so wildly out of touch. Oh, but they'll tell you, hey, this will reduce inflation in 10 years, and we're going to have a cleaner environment in 10 years, and your prescription drug costs are going to come down. Think about think about what you think about. It, it's so, so Orwellian and so wildly out of touch. I'm waiting for what's next in the queue on what they're going to do next uh, yeah. to just show how wildly out of touch they are. Actually, we might see how we, we might see the effect of that come November. I think that's where you look at what has just happened with buses pulling up in front of the Naval Observatory where it's the official residence of the Vice President. All of a sudden, they're feeling what's happening on the southern border happening happening outside of their fenced yard. Places that we don't have the fence. It really bothers me when I sit here and I listen to her talk about the deterioration of the last four years. Right. It was so bad. Remember how bad it was, y'all? The previous four years, by the way, they've been in office now for almost two. So they got to change this yeah, timeline. Yeah, they got to change the timeline now. But remember the previous, and we, we got to get out of here, the previous president, how terrible it was? Unemployment no, no were, unemployment, unemployment rate, the lowest historically across all demographics in America, women, uh, minorities, all of them down. Because record 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 job rates. The stock market was stock market had a record boom. Yeah. No major land war in Europe. 
all those things were going on. Southern border was pretty much closed down to only allow legal immigration. Because we started building a wall of protection. To no riots in the streets. No. Well, they tried to do that in 2020. Well, let's go back to let's 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 okay. avoid the COVID year. Okay. Wow, things were terrible, huh? Really people could were. afford people could afford gas and groceries. People and could afford a home. People had a savings account. They did. There you could actually, drive. You could drive to Spartanburg on probably forty bucks instead of a hundred. Yeah. Wow, what a terrible time! Thank that God was, for Biden, right? No, because because. But now he, I feel loved. But he's he's promised to reduce inflation now. Without doing any of that. The problem is what we really need is we really need an economic deflation. Well, I would just say this, and, and, and in the Christian worldview, I would say this. You're hearing a lot about Christian nationalism. Do not apologize for being a Christian and wanting good Christian leaders in positions of leadership. Right. That, at the end of the day, I think that you shouldn't apologize for. Um, so all of these issues, whether it's porn literacy in Idaho, which I still can't believe I say those words, or a young man on TikTok talking about transitioning to a female, or the fact that the vice president has to tell us she's a woman and doesn't understand what the word secure means when it comes to a secure border and the whole administration is so Orwellian in the way they address you and the American people. We're getting closer to November and and I think people will make their voices known. We're also getting closer to October. October 15th, the Gear Up Conference. Allie Beth Stuckey is coming to Columbia, South Carolina. She will headline a cavalcade that's right. A cavalcade. cavalcade. A cavalcade of conservative speakers throughout the day at the Doubletree Hilton right here in Columbia, right on Bush River Road. A wonderful venue. We're excited about it. The Gear Up Conference is coming up October 15th. Again, South Carolina on a bye week. Clemson's in Tallahassee for a big game against the Seminoles of Florida State. There's nothing going on here except the fair, and I promise you, you can hit the fair after the conference is over. So if you want more information right. on this event, make sure to go to our Facebook page. You can go to our Facebook page. We have an event there, the Gear Up Conference. We also have a link in the description here on how you can purchase tickets. Again, today is the last day to use promo code Alley, promo code Alley, A-L-L-I-E, to get discounted tickets of up to $25 off per ticket. This is an event that you are not going to want to miss as we gear up for the elections in November and the conservative fight on the issues that matter most to us in the days and weeks ahead. So we're going to leave you with a video previewing what you can expect from Ali Beth Stuckey on October the 15th. Until next week, enjoy your weekend. Kevin Cayello, Mitch Prosser, Dave Wilson, Justin Hall, thank you so much for watching the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Christianity has done more good for more people than any other entity or force in the world by far, period. We will not be deterred. We will not be intimidated. We will not be shut up. We will not sit down. We will not slow down. We will double down.